Financial Studies, brought to you by Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realties, higherprice.com. That's that time we delve into social media at Pickley underscore Murata on Twitter. Sarah takes us through the results on social studies, and it's happening right now. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Welcome into social studies, everybody. Hello. Tweet us sometime. Hello. Hello. At least follow us. Feel it out before you get involved. Yeah, try before you buy, I guess. Follow us, you absolute losers. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Well, I guess if nice uh, asking nicely hasn't asked. Or hasn't I'm just talking that. to the people that don't follow us. Yeah. Oh, okay. If people you do, do follow us, us you're not uh, losers. You're winners. You're cool and great. Feel confident in the fact that Jarrett won't follow you back. <laughs> hey, I follow everybody I, on this show. Unless it, t- it took a long time of us working together for him to follow me on Twitter. Unless you're working in wrestling or you write uh, comedy in Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I had to earn it, apparently. All right. Like I said, we are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata. Our personal accounts are linked in the bio as well. If you want to follow Jarrett and not get followed back, certainly. All right. Let's start out with the Phoenix Suns and their three-game losing streak. All, you know, three good, respectable teams that the Suns have lost to. But that is three straight losses. And, of course, Kevin Durant has not been present for any of those games. So we're asking, what is most frustrating to you right now about the Phoenix Suns of these four listed options? If something else comes to mind, go ahead and throw that in and uh, in as well. Most frustrating to you, the officiating, the Suns bench play, inconsistency by DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul, or I am not frustrated with the Suns. I'm going to vote for um, I'm going to vote for bench play because I think it's it 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 stretches beyond last night. I agree with that. I would pick that of the four choices that were presented. Mm-hmm. But for me, oh, my frustration is just rooted in the fact that we've never, it, regardless of who was on the roster, we've not seen this team together well, at all this and, year. And I think we yeah. need to have a conversation. I'd like to have it next if you want to on just on what Al McCoy said about the previous, the new owner changing the dynamics for the Suns in terms of officiating and, and how real is that? And if that's real, what does it mean about the rest of the Suns and how they should act around in, around officials? But anyways, proceed. Okay, that sounds like a very interesting conversation to have well, thank 10 you. minutes from now. All right. Well, we have a guest next, but after that, 9.30. To have 25 you minutes from now. You booked a guest? That's right. Jay Billis is coming up. Sorry, Jay. Forgot about that. How dare I? Okay. Way to go, Jarrett. Way to go, Way to go, Jarrett. Shut up, Jarrett. Shut up, Jarrett. Shut up, Jarrett. The most frustrating to you right now, 47% of our voters say inconsistency from DA and CP3. 47% voted for that. It's close for second and third. 24% say officiating is frustrating them the most. 23% say bench play is frustrating them the most. 6% are not frustrated. Michael says hands of stone DA has reemerged. His inconsistency kills this team. He is supposed to compliment Devin Booker, but he is far from he that. Was, he was he was very bad in the last five minutes, and it just it was just one of those the thing the the not being able to pick up the ball and it just it was. And he was it, it good was, before. It was that. a weird oh, game for him because yeah, I, I agree with you. Through the foul trouble that he was accruing on the defensive end, he was performing offensively. And when he came back in late in the game, it was. Remember that scene from Unnecessary Roughness? Don't throw the ball to Stonehenge! Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
Rob Riojas says he is frustrated that the Suns are never the hardest working team on the court. The opponent's oh. effort is greater than the Suns' effort. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I, I do agree that a lot of the times the the the, the basketball players who complain about um, Giannis bully, bullying them around around the basket, the trick is to use your feet and play defense at the point of attack mm. and before don't let them get going. That's what the that's what that's what defensive teams that have a modicum of success against him do. I'm sorry, I'm just a little frustrated with the team that has tried the same game plan against Giannis like five times in a row and complained about the officials every time afterwards. Yeah. Change the plan. That's the the, pro- the officials are the problem. They need to change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? It happened from- five times in a row. That's a pattern. <laughs> well, okay, but but again, if you know the officials are the problem, then then do what you can to make them not your issue. Yeah. Bobby says he is frustrated with Monty Williams. I'm not but nobody sure. Nobody wants to hear that accountability thing. They'd Ooh. rather just complain. It's their fault. True. Bobby, frustrated with the head coach. He says, I'm not even sure he worked on the Spurs staff. Pop would have been livid in writing the refs and the NBA to get the officiating corrected. And then Hayden also wrote in Monty, this team has no rhythm. It's frustrating to watch since the Kevin Durant trade. Monty seems in over his skis at the moment. He's, he's, got, he's got a tough. He's got a tough deal here, man. He's just it, it. It's he's looking down. He's like, I don't have the pieces yeah. here. What do you do when you when you're trying new pieces on your bench? And hey, last night T.J. Warren, oh, give us some give us some good him? minutes early in the game, and nothing happened. He didn't. This guy used to be a sniper. Yeah, he had a four foot okay. shot. He shot off the back of the backboard. I'm like, oh. are you trying to miss on purpose? Terrence Ross was a O for last night too. Yes. I think, right. Yeah. I mean, Ish Wainwright got an open three at a crucial juncture of the game and, and missed it by about three feet. Al McCoy had the same strategy that Dan did about right. putting in a, did. A, a smaller yeah, guy, use he, the fouls, get physical, make right. a statement. Because he's seen the same stuff I have. He's seen coaches do exactly that. Yeah, in 1984. <laughs> and in the 90s, th- these are things coaches okay. pull out of a playbook. All right, let's get to the Arizona Cardinals. Jared, what do you tell me to move on for? This is stellar I was content. Telling, uh, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's move past the really interesting stuff. Let's go. Come on. We get got off a, of that. We got a food question we got to get to. Come on. <laughs> Don't you want to play some stupid game that I haven't prepared properly? <laughs> Should I not it's move fun. on to the Cardinals? <laughs> fired up. <laughs> All having right. fun. Come this on. Officiating is is a very passionate thing about on this show. Yes, absolutely. They Bigger. got a hard job. They're <laughs> <laughs> doing their best. Yeah, hard. Hard. These are the best at their in their job in the world. They are. Let's let's get to the Cardinals. Okay. Free uh, agency looking a little a little rough for Cardinals fans right now. Byron Murphy Jr. reportedly going to the Vikings on a two-year, $22 million deal. That's after Zach Allen left for the Broncos on a three-year, $47.5 million deal, I believe it was. It was at least 45 I think it's 47 What was a bigger mistake by the Arizona Cardinals? Ooh. Not Ooh. re-signing Zach Allen, not re-signing Byron Murphy Jr., or 
Neither of those I'm moves going, were that's, Oh, that is such a hard question. I was going back and forth to this yesterday, trying to figure out in my mind who I think is the most impactful loss. I, I, yesterday before the show, I, I began to really believe that it was Byron Murphy Jr., that Zach Allen was probably more replaceable. I, I'm not sure that's the answer anymore. Yeah. I'm really not. I don't know how to answer that. What do you think? My answer is, why can't Devin Booker get a call? <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> now again, uh, don't worry, Jared. Again, I'm moving that, on. But that's a you know that's a different issue. That's the issue that's bugging me more. Well, today. We, and we can get into that. Yeah. Um, my answer on this is a very small margin that separates the two. But Zach Allen is my pick because I think. He's further away from his full potential than Byron Murphy is. Oh, that's a good. That's that might be a, a good point. call. Yep. Yeah, very good point. It's a small margin for our voters too. Forty percent say not re-signing Zach Allen is the bigger mistake. Thirty-nine percent say not re-signing Byron Murphy Jr. was the bigger mistake. Twenty-one percent say neither was a mistake. They understand the assignment for the Cardinals this year. Um, and we don't have time to get to this final question, do we, Jarek Carlin? All right. I could say it works for tomorrow as well. It it absolutely does. Thanks for all who uh, shared their strategy for filling out your March Madness bracket. I look forward to employing one or many of these as I fill my I out. can't wait to bump that question for time purposes tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> Matt Damon, we could. We ran out of time. We couldn't join us tonight. He'll join us tomorrow. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social studies. Yes, we do have a guest next to talk about NCAA March the Madness. The best guest. Yeah, the guy. The premier college basketball analyst. Jay Billis from ESPN joins us next. Here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh, the NCAA tournament is here. We get our first look at the Arizona State Sun Devils in the first four tonight against Nevada in Dayton. And then the big part of the bracket starts tomorrow. And we've got the premier guest to help us break it all down from ESPN College basketball analyst Jay Billis, kind enough to join us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Jay, thanks so much for making some time for us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I will point people immediately to your piece on ESPN.com where you pick uh, every single game in the uh, tournament. It's just chock full of information on all the teams that are remaining. And spoiler alert, Jay's got the Arizona Wildcats winning the whole thing. And I want to know, Jay, from your uh, vantage point to let our listeners know, too, that haven't read the piece. What is it in that pick that uh, about Arizona that leads you to that? And how much of it is the bracket that they are in, the region that they're in? Part of it's the, the bracket and part of it's some of the other teams that I feel are good enough to, to win the whole thing. Um, I think there are only like eight or nine teams that can win the whole thing. Okay. There are a number of teams that can make a Final Four. To navigate a region is a lot different than winning the whole thing. But um, you know, I just like Arizona's makeup of their team. I, I actually thought they would uh, uh, do a little bit better last year uh, than than they did in the tournament, but they ran into a tough draw with Houston. But uh, they're legit. Um, you know, they've got great big guys that can really run. And uh, and they're solid at every position. They may not be spectacular at every position, but they're solid at every spot. And they play. Uh, they can play fast. They've proven they can play slow. Um, you know, I had them uh, a couple times, but I, a few times, but I had them in their uh, game against UCLA at McHale. 
where they, I thought, proved they could play a, a slower-paced physical game and still win. I know it was a home game, but um, you know, I just like the makeup of their team. I think Tommy's a really good coach, and, and they've got a great shot to, to do something special. Yeah, and I think the hiring of Tommy Lloyd has just been so fortuitous for them. He's kind of really kind of pushed all the right pieces. Uh, I'm going to ask you about another successor at another uh, Blue Blood program because for years people used to say, oh, man, pity the poor guy who replaces Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. you got a first-year head coach who made ACC history going unbeaten in home, and you've got a 26-win team uh, that some people say is good enough to win it all. What would that mean for, for John Shayer to, to come out and do something like that, Jay? Well, it would be great, but but he's already done everything you could want out of any coach, let alone one who's following a, a legend. But John's his own man. He's done, uh, you know, he's run things the way he sees fit, and he's really been patient in bringing a young team along that's had a lot of injuries. And I think this is right. It's either seventeen or eighteen. There's, there, I think there's seventeen and one when they have their full complement of players. And that's pretty damn good. Um, and I don't know whether the committee looks at that kind of thing. I was a little surprised after winning the ACC tournament that they were a, and then they'd won nine in a row, that they were a, uh, a five seed. I thought they were worthy of the three line with what they'd accomplished. But, you know, reasonable minds can differ on that. But John's the real deal, and, uh, and I'm not surprised at how well he's done. Talking to Jay Billis, ESPN College basketball analyst here on Arizona Sports uh, and Bickley and Murata Mornings. Uh, now, a team that uh, if Arizona does indeed get to the Final Four and win the whole thing, uh, you've got them having to go through the top seed, Alabama, a team that's got a lot of eyeballs on it for uh, non-basketball reasons right now. In your mind, how do you think Alabama has handled this controversy with Brandon Miller, and do you think it becomes more intense as we get further into the tournament? Well, there'll be media stories and questions about it, but um, I think Alabama's behaved in a reasonable fashion here. Uh, Brandon Miller wasn't charged because there was nothing, you know, there was no crime committed by him. And I I think, you know, if if they had anything to charge him with, they charged him. Yes. And um, uh, so, you know, he has rights as an individual, and I think the university respected those rights. It's certainly not a a pleasant incident. It's horribly tragic. But I think I think the university, with regard to the decisions they've made, has handled things in a reasonable fashion. We talked to uh, Brian Mueller, who's the president of Grand Canyon University. They're actually in the tournament with Bryce Drew, and they're taking on Gonzaga. But he said something to stop Vinny and I both in our tracks. He, he thinks because of the transfer portal, because of NILs in particular, it's going to be the greatest thing that happens to college. Not the greatest, but it's going to be something that helps college basketball keep kids in school, and it's going to have a dramatic effect over the course of time. Could we be looking at a renaissance period for college basketball, and does the sport even need one? Yeah, I don't know what a renaissance means, but but I think if you believe in education that the best place for a young adult to be is in college, uh, why would you want to uh, to put the brakes on that? Um, you know, th- this is really about fundamental fairness and and the rights of of the players to be treated like anyone else, and for over 100 years, uh, you know, the NCAA says that athletes are, are students who just happen to be athletes and they're students to be treated like any other student. 
and they're not treated like any other student. They're they're, they're restricted, and they're restricted by a, a cartel essentially that makes these rules that says, okay, here's what you're allowed and nothing more, and no other student is told that. And they've gotten away with that for a long time, but they're not getting away with it anymore. The courts have caught on, and uh, and state. Uh, legislatures have caught on and now players can do you know minimally they can make money off the floor off the uh, off the field uh, but they should be allowed pay by their universities if the university so chooses i mean all these schools are market competitors against one another and all these conferences are the same way they're market competitors and they compete for talent they compete for media rights dollars they compete for eyeballs they compete for everything and there's no reason that they shouldn't compete in the marketplace for uh, for on court or uh, or on field talent. And uh, and I think we're going to see that this is right now. It's different. And so when people see a player in a commercial, <laughs> excuse me, it's different. And they uh, they don't know what to make of it because they haven't seen it before. But we haven't seen one person turn away from college sports because, uh, you know, it's not amateur anymore. It never has been. Uh, but but now, you know, now players can make money. They still go to school. They still do their homework. They still do the same things they've always done. You know, all you really need. To, for college sports is to be enrolled as a student and that's it and uh, these universities employ thousands of students and they claim that they don't they pretend they don't but they employ thousands of students so there's no reason that they can't employ athletes if they choose talking college basketball with uh, Jay Billis of ESPN here on Bickley and Murata mornings before we let you go and we appreciate your time wanted to get your thoughts on Arizona State they eat their way into the tournament they've got a first four game tonight against Nevada I think what we can expect from Bobby Hurley's team more often than not they're going to get after you defensively but his style is to empower his guards and the shot selection isn't always there they're not a good shooting team how do you size up their chances in tonight's game and if they can get past nevada how would you size them up against tcu well, Nevada's pretty good. Um, they were on the cut line. All, all these teams we're talking about were on the cut line, and there were there were teams that were perhaps uh, better than they were and made better cases that didn't get in. Uh, but that happens every year. But you know, there there have been teams that have gone into this first four and have done really well. Um, you know, Arizona State's got good players, and and they have a they certainly have a chance to win tonight. Um, I think Nevada, uh, you know, they've got Jared Lucas, who played at Oregon State, Will Baker played at Texas. They've got good players, and they shoot it really well. Uh, and they make free throws, which is is uh, is going to be an issue because Arizona State is uh, is aggressive and they can put you at the foul line at times. Um, so I think it'll be a good game. I mean, who knows who's going to win? But TCU is a little bit of a different different yeah. animal. They're they're pretty physical, and uh, and their their guards are really fast. I mean, they. Uh, Mike Miles Jr. and Damian Baugh are really good guards. Uh, so obviously I would favor TCU against either one of those teams. TCU's better. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but but they're a better team. Yeah, Jay, thanks for spending some time yeah, with us you, on, the, uh, on the precipice of the tournament. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jay Billis, college basketball analyst, ESPN. He joined us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Coming up next... We'll get back into that NBA nice. officiating discussion it. that has been on the minds of so many and the tongues of all of us this morning. <laughs> it's Pickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are Bickley and Murata Mornings. 
on this not-so-shenanigans Shenanigans Wednesday. We have 30 minutes to fix that. All right. We're going to our website first. Hey, ho, it's head for time. Head for time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man, I got Jared excited. Me with a good time. Yeah, he's like, wait, I don't have a peach today. Can I tell you right now, first of yes. all, you might have seen this, all of you. Yeah. Yesterday, as we know, was pie day. Yeah. Yes. They brought in a whole row of Lou Malnati's <gasps> deep dish pizza. Saw the pictures. No. And an entire set Taunting, of different fruit pies. Taunting like the hardworking morning folks of Bonneville International. They didn't bring it until like 1 p.m. Yeah. So we missed out on all of it. And Jared so I, couldn't even stay long enough for that. I came in this morning expecting the fridge to be full of apple pie and deep dish sausage pizza. Leftover, you know there's always leftovers. Nothing. I said aloud to myself at 4 a.m. in the break room. Are you kidding me? Good for you. <laughs> yeah, good for you. I saw, I saw I'm actually pictures. offended by that. Yeah, they brought in uh, all oh, kinds oh of my. different pies and several different deep dish pizzas. But, wow. Hey, hey, Luz. Hey. We uh, love you. You schmoes that get up at 3.30 in the is, morning. Who is? Yeah, okay. Let's just stop there. You'll get, I'm, you'll I'm gonna, get I'm nothing and like I'm gonna, it. I'm going to lose my mind here. Let's move on. <laughs> all right. Let's get to our poll question as we distract ourselves from the many pies that were present here yesterday. Who's going to win tonight's basketball game in Dayton, Ohio, ASU or Nevada? Devin Booker doesn't get any calls. Down the field. Uh, give me with ASU. Your mind and don't ever yield. All right. Uh, ASU's going to win. I think so, too. And so do 73% of our voters. Why'd you say, uh-oh? Because, you know, it's ASU and it's basketball. They won both their no other expectations. ones, right? First four? No, they're one and one. Yeah. 27% say Nevada. All right. You know what we call those people? Nevada alums. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You can sure. vote on it right now at ArizonaSports.com. Dan Bickley, Vince Morata. Bickley and Morata Mornings. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, I think uh, it's a possibility, and I think Matt, uh, the Suns' new owner, is going to be involved in that in a lot of conversations with the league, and I do see that changing. I think uh, the Suns, in the meantime, may have to adjust the way that they play. As you know, uh, I want to see them much more physical. I want to see them more intimidating. I want to see them driving the ball at people and forcing the officials to make calls. Uh, Those are some of the changes they can make now. I do think, as you indicated in the future with the new ownership, that we'll see those things turn around, but that's not going to help tonight or tomorrow or this year. That is the Hall of Famer Al McCoy joined us earlier this morning uh, sharing something that uh, many people believe you asked the question about the change in ownership. You know, is this perceived mm-hmm. slight that the Phoenix Suns get from NBA officials having to do with previous ownership with Robert Sarver? Yeah. I just want to go out on the record immediately and say, I don't buy into this at all, even though I know there's Tim Donaghy on record saying yep. it, it happened. Yep. I just think in the heat of an NBA game, Bick, that, you know, if you're an official on the floor mm-hmm. and you're considering who owns the team, 
in the game that you're officiating, what are, what are we doing? What are we doing well, as a I, basketball? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a little more nuanced than that. I mean, if you've got an owner who sits courtside screaming at you all game long and that happens repeatedly, then uh, then I think that yeah, I think okay. that you d- you start to develop a reputation. So I we mean, again, we just that, we just we just talked about an umpire who rang up a kid, and again, it was a college umpire, it was not a pro, but but uh, again, if if I've noticed anything in the last couple of years, it's corruption in this country. Knows no boundaries. That is true. But using your example, uh, I guess we could expect Luka Doncic to stop getting calls for his constant complaining and the constant yelling no, that Mark no. Cuban's done for the last fifteen years I, as I the think, owners of the Mavericks. Well, see, I think I think what Luka does, and again, let's I I, I want to get I want to explore this in a different way because I think what Luka does is Luka does a lot of buttering up before and after and during. All the whining as well. And so so if it were me, and I'm not saying I'm right about this, but if it were me and I were concerned about this, and if I believe like Al McCoy does and many other Suns fans do that the Suns do not get any calls, you have to ask yourself, why is that reason? What is the reason for that? Is it is it their style of play? Well, yeah, it's partly, partly. their style of play. Is it their demeanor? Okay. If you believe there's a chance that a referee is going to hold a vendetta, and at times we've heard Chris Paul feel that way about uh, Scott Foster. We've we've heard we've heard various peeps about this here and there. Um, you guys saw the game. You write it. You saw what it's all about. You talk about it. If if you believe there's something to this other than just referees having a bad night, then then you've got to affect change. And so how do you do that? Um, what I would do is I would try to have my basketball team stop complaining so much and stop trying to bait referees into, into fouls. And I'm not, I'm not highlighting the Suns specifically. I'm just saying that's what I would do because that's what the Bucks do very, very well. They don't, they don't, they don't get wrapped up in it. And they get every call. <laughs> well, and maybe, maybe that's why. Uh, but again, it's like as people pointed out, Mikhail Bridges went to uh, Brooklyn and somebody put out over the weekend how his free throw, you, how his free throw shooting has skyrocketed in Brooklyn, even though he's effectively playing the same game. Well, for starters, he's not playing the same game. No, he's driving he's the ball a lot more, and he's shooting the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, he's no, the focal point of the right, offense. Right, and he's no longer a three on the offense. He's the focal point. So, so I think there's some rational explanations for that. But if you believe as an organization that you have been singled out for whatever reason, then then I would try to build a basketball team that, that stops creating contentious agitating relationships with officials. That's what I would do. Um, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a, a solely a, a Phoenix issue. Um, I didn't say it was. Yeah. Um, and Devin Booker has the right to complain. He's in his eighth year in the league. He was an all-NBA first-team player last year. He got hacked about four times last year or last night that, and, and didn't get calls. Okay, and, so then why, then why, in your opinion, does he not get calls? I, that's what I don't know. If, it, if, if, uh, if that, you're saying that, you don't believe it's because of the reputation of the owner or the team, then, then what are we talking about It here? might be an individual reputation that referees don't like Devin Booker. And why would that reason. be? I don't know. Beca- he doesn't okay. complain more than other NBA players. But he does. But he, uh, from what I, and you see this more than I do. But he doesn't do a lot of the friendly schmoozy stuff because he's not built like that. He doesn't yeah, have Chris time Paul for that. Does a, uh, Chris again, Paul does a lot of the schmoozing. I don't know. That, if he does, again, does he do it as much as he used if to? If that's a prerequisite to get fair treatment from the officials, I'll ask the question again. What are we doing uh, as well, a sport? I agree. But buttering but, them up. But if. But if if you believe Devin Booker is getting a an inordinate a subpar proportionate of calls relative to his status, then then either you sit there and you continue to take it, or you do something to change it. 
Uh, on that note you had on uh, Mikel Bridges, this month in eight games in Brooklyn, Mikel Bridges is averaging 7.43 free throw attempts per game. Devin Booker's at 5.7. Take it for what it's worth. I yeah. haven't watched every frame of every no. game that Mikel Bridges and has Devin played. Devin Booker's a very aggressive basketball player. I'm yes, not he saying is. he's not. Yeah, yeah I listen, I, I agree. He's And Josh Okogie, too. There was a time when Devin Booker was the only guy, uh, him in campaign sometimes. Suns don't have a lot of rim attackers. That's they don't. pretty clear. They don't. But if but if there's something behind it, then I think it would behoove the Suns to get to the bottom of it and see if there's anything they can do to rectify it. Because if it hasn't changed by now, when's it going to change? Yeah, I just uh, um, yeah. How do you, how do you change it though? Do you change it by these post game comments? Is it, you know it becoming a topic of discussion? Does that open the eyes of, of the league and to look into it further? I don't know. I, I don't I, either. I don't believe in some giant conspiracy theory, and maybe I'm naive in that. Chris Paul was asked about it last night. Why doesn't Devin Booker get more calls? I watch the same. I'm watching. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, we're just trying to play and, you know, they tell you for years and you don't worry about the official, you know what I'm saying? So, y'all right with y'all see. <laughs> Instead of right with y'all, hear us say, right with y'all see. Yeah, and yeah, and maybe and for and Devin. This is all this passive aggressive stuff. Some, if, if this is really the case, somebody take the fine. Somebody go nuts and take the fine. Fred Van Vliet, this mother. But does that again solve anything? I don't. It, we it don't raise awareness I, again. But it, I mean, maybe Devin Booker needs to be more demonstrative. Maybe instead of the holding his arms out or constantly complaining quietly to the officials, he needs to do the Luca and do the full body demonstration where he's jumping up and down like a petulant idiot child who just oh, had a balloon taken away yeah, from him. Yeah, I w- that seems listen, to work I've, for Luca. I've seen Devin Booker chase after referees. I've seen Devin Booker fall on his backside after every jump shot. So listen, I, he's not as bad as Luca, but I, I would not, I would not start saying. That, that Devin Booker's a model citizen compared to Luca. I would never say that. I never said that. I'm just saying I wouldn't say I that. Said, You're saying that Devin Booker should be more like Luca, and it, I'm sitting here saying that Devin Booker has a lot of Luca in him. I a lot? Not a lot, but I mean, well, I don't know what what do you define a lot? We've all got a sliding scale. He does a lot of complaining. He does a lot of foul baiting, and he does a lot of scowling at refs. He does a lot of complaining. He gets a lot of calls. He gets a lot of calls. A lot of leeway. Um, it, yeah, it's a fascinating discussion. Nobody has the answer to the question. That's what makes it so fascinating. Coming up next, some final thoughts on this Wednesday. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. I, I can't get these memories out of my I hijacked the song of the day today, Ben. Yeah, I noticed. Is this a new Vinny obsession? No. Oh, okay. What is this? Uh, it's Madness by Muse. Oh, okay. It's a song that's over a decade old. But Madness, it's in the air. And it was either this or playing Our House by the band Madness, and nobody wants to hear that. March Madness. The best. This is one of the best weeks of the year. NFL free agency, March Madness. 
I mean, locally, it could turn out to be the one of the worst weeks of the year. Really? You left out the World Baseball Classic. I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the game yesterday, actually. You did? Uh, Columbia versus Canada. Oh, where Rio Gomez threw? Yes. Oh. And Freddie Freeman got (laughs) the biggest star in the game, got injured in like the first inning. Did yeah. you guys hear that from the broadcast where they were talking about Pedro Gomez, his son Rio, through, I think it was the sixth inning? Yeah. Uh, and how Pedro had predicted, like six years ago, I think, that his son was going to one day pitch for Columbia. Oh, wow. I, I, oh, I, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I'm going to go cry now. How was the crowd for that game, Jared? Uh, not that was good. That was the early, I'd say early about game, a third correct? full. Yeah. And Mexico played England in the second one. It was a heavy... A big uh, Columbia crowd. Yeah. But it was, I would say, only a third full. The Canadians didn't show up. I can tell you. Here's my story about The Brits didn't show up? Here's my review. Shane Dunn didn't bring his friends. I had a pepperoni pizza (laughs) and a bratwurst with sauerkraut. That was my review. That's your... Okay. Yeah. Delicious. Jared Carlin breaking down baseball like nobody else. Like no one else can. Madness. Muse. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. We'll go off the grid today, and this is very off the grid. And I I almost shudder to bring this up because it's kind of gross. But there was an exchange on social media between an athlete and a former athlete who is now an analyst. Marlon Humphrey, NFL defensive back. You know what I'm talking about here, Sarah? Sarah sure does. I know, but Sarah, from her reaction, she definitely knows what you're talking about. tweeted out, I want to be able to shower and then have a full body blower dry me off. Boom, no towel. How How has someone not created this yet? And I think it's a great idea. Dan Orlowski responded to Marlon Humphrey and said, You're weirder than me, man. And Marlon Humphrey responded with, Does anyone really like towels, though? Something I'd never given thought to, and now I've given a lot of thought to after that tweet. Sure. Dan Orlowski responds, Question is, how many times do you use a towel post-shower till you throw it in the laundry? I'm 30 times or so till it goes in. 30 times with one towel? <laughs> Once a month, I guess. That is one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard in my life. You're that- pretty clean when you get out of a shower, though. That's right. You're just wiping your clean body off. I would say I, I go a good two weeks before I throw my towels into the washing machine. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm going three three showers. Wow. Wow. So you're the reason for the water crisis yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, you're the okay. one with the big carbon footprint. Vinny Joe OCD. <laughs> I love Vinny that Joe Wasteful. Vinny Joe Smelly. <laughs> no, he just offered Jared, this up. Smell your towel after the thin oh, No, 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 no See, don't. Here, here's the now thing Now you also. gross me out. The puffier, like the softer and puffier the towel, the quicker I think it, it gets like smelly from so, being so wet and so then drying and paper towels. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Okay, here's a question. I need what a big is, towel, What is the worst scenario? Is it getting into a shower that has no hot yes. water at all, Ooh. or is it getting done with the shower and realizing you have no towel at your disposal? Ooh. Ooh. Well, the latter can be kind of fun, depending on your <laughs> if, if you were ever in my... <laughs> depending on, I'm not going to say it. My, <laughs> dorms, 
My dorms in college, people found that hilarious is stealing people's towels and clothes. Oh, I remember that. And then you have to walk down the hall with a paper towel over your uh, Schmendrick. (laughs) Jared. I'm just saying. Okay, but back to the towel question real quick. The reason I saw that Dan Orlovsky tweet is because my friend Brian quote tweeted it where he says 30 times or so until it goes in. My friend quote tweeted it and said, his towel is seasoned like a cast iron skillet. Yeah. You don't don't wash it, you just season it. And after 30 times, Dan Orlovsky, I mean, the towel is probably able to walk itself into the laundry at that point. But the what the full body air blower thing though? Does anybody find think that sounds good? Yes. No. I why I do is because once you get out of the and and this this whole thread and mostly the Marlon Humphrey side of the thread got me thinking. Mm. It is drying off sucks after a shower. The shower you don't want to get out of it. You shut it off. You open the door. Or you step out from the curtain. And you get hit with that wet, you know, that wave of cold air. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's it's awful. Yeah. So to be fair. able to step into something warm to dry off would be great. Here's something real quick before we go to break. Uh, according to NFL Insider for the Athletic, Jeff Howe, the Patriots have called the Cardinals about DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, really? That's all it's. All we know, Bill Belichick and DeAndre Hopkins are. Yeah. Best of friends. Uh, Speaking of, uh, you talk about that uh, cruel joke about taking the towels out while someone's yeah. in the shower. Did you see that terrible footage that came up with Daniel Briere's son? Yes. No. That was despicable. He pushed a, uh, an empty wheelchair from a girl who left it outside the bathroom down a stairwell. So when that girl came out of the bathroom, her chair would be gone. And you, you can see, see it start to deconstruct no. as Terrible. it went down the Terrible. stairs. For no reason. That is awful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who who would do that? Daniel Briere's kid? Yeah. <laughs> Just, drunk and stupid and young. I've been drunk and stupid and young. I've never been yeah, that big of a no, jerk. No, that's that's a jerk. That's a real that, jerk thing to do. Fat, There's no drunk doubt and about stupid it. is no way to go through Come life, on. son. Yeah, Sarah knows better. Sarah knows every shower related news story that happened in the last <laughs> hey, twenty four hours. My job is to keep an eye on what's happening on the internet. <laughs> That's right. Doing a good job. Very online today. I very rarely bring up anything on the show that you have not seen. Sarah Cazell, finger on the pulse of the internet. Too online. Whether that's good or bad, yeah, we don't it's know. It's usually bad. It's Thanks bad. to Al McCoy, Jay Billis for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. Wolf and Luke are up next.